Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out Let's duck out together See what it's all about Ducking out, ducking out, ducking out, ducking out Hi and welcome to Diking Out. We're just a couple of lesbians that like to dike out about stuff going on in the world, and we also invite a hilarious guest to dike out with us about a LGBTQ relevant topic. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with stand-up comedian and host of the Solomon and Smith podcast, Jess Solomon, on the topic of marriage. Welcome, Jess. Uh, thank you. So nice to be here. We like to remind our listeners every week, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's really cool to see all the different uh, states and countries that are tuning in for this. We appreciate all the feedback, the emails, the people tweeting at us. It's great. Keep it up. Thank you to everyone who's left us a review. If you haven't, please leave us a review on iTunes. It makes it easier for other people to dike out with us. And just in case you didn't know, this podcast is actually a cursed chain letter. So you need to get five of your friends to listen and then tell them to have five friends listen or else you'll be doomed to live under the patriarchy for the rest of your life. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty scary stuff. So take this seriously and uh, tell your friends to listen to Diking Out. Another reminder... Sarah and I write for The Box Show, and we have our season three premiere coming up on Saturday, October 28th at Littlefield in Brooklyn. Show's at eight, doors are at seven. We have Aparna Nanchurla, uh, Elna Baker, and Joelle Nicole, and DJ Crunk Pony. So it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> wow. If you can't tell by the name of our DJ, uh, we're going to be getting pretty crazy. Right before Halloween, there'll be, um, I think, like a costume contest or something where you can get free booze, probably. Uh, so, yeah, come. It's going to be a great time. Jess has been to our shows before. To the I box. have. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, there was a, a burlesque dancer at yes. one of the shows that I, I noticed my wife eyeing in a way <laughs> that I have to say I, I'd never really seen that before. Uh, <laughs> she, she, I'm her, I'm the only woman she's been with and she's always referred to herself as, as a jespian. Yes. And, uh, and I guess it, I realized that that's just something she tells me. <laughs> well, the dancer was also named Jess, so. Oh yeah, right, I think okay. You're, I think you're good. Oh God, <laughs> she found the loophole. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great show. Very sexy, very funny. Thank you, yes. thank you. Before we get into the news, I guess this launches into something a little bit topical, but this morning I woke up to something that is my own personal nightmare, <laughs> um, and it was that my dad was active on Facebook. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, he, he lives in France, so he's six hours ahead and sometimes writes stupid stuff in the middle of the night, and then I don't have the time to respond to it and uh, manage the the situation. So I woke up this morning, I saw I was tagged by uh, Elsa Waith on Facebook. Elsa is the host of the Too Spicy uh, podcast, which is a, a great podcast. It's her and her partner, and uh, it's all about like activism and um, taking down like white supremacy and stuff. It's great. I recommend it. 
So Elsa had posted in response to the the Las Vegas shootings um, a picture of a guy holding a sign that says, ban all white people until we can figure out what's going on, which I love because mm-hmm. that's the response whenever anybody who's Muslim does something. So turning it on its head, right? This is great, smart. So I loved it. Now, I um, block my dad from all of my Facebook statuses, so he can't <laughs> see what I'm writing, but then he can see when I comment or like a public post, and then he'll latch on to that. Oh, wow. Uh, so my dad wrote, what if you can't figure out what's going on? This is nothing more than another form of racism. Can we try to figure out what's going on together? And uh, Elsa tagged me and said, come get your dad or something. I'm like, oh, no. What did he do? Like, I could only imagine. I was like, yeah. oh, if my dad commented. That is my, like, waking yeah. nightmare. Like, I can't right? even. I'm having, like, I'm having secondhand anxiety for you. Uh, just thinking about how, how I would react if I saw, like, my dad. Like, because I just imagine in my, in, as it happened, it would, Facebook would just say my dad instead of, like, his name, <laughs> like, his profile. That's like the reason. Your dad I is embarrassing yeah. you again. <laughs> they should have a special alert for that. I'm like <laughs> iPhones. You know how like the Amber Alert always pops up on everyone's phone and it just makes a huge deal and you can't possibly silence it. That, I need that. There be is one there an for, app like, for that? that your just tracks parent, my dad. Your parent or your uncle are making terrible, terrible comments on Facebook yeah. and people can see. Oh my god! Is gosh. it obvious that it's your dad? Like, do you have the same last name yes. on Facebook? Okay. Yeah, it so is. I've I've got into it with people uh, on a thread that I didn't realize were that person's parents oh and then, yeah and then i feel bad because i <laughs> i do even though i'm right of course you're right it's yes. not really my place to <laughs> lecture know, their I, mother and sometimes they don't have the same last name and how is i supposed to know but yeah, that's, yeah. or it's their aunt or their yeah. grandparent you know like i've been in that yeah. scenario honestly before. though i don't think i care because it's like get a hold of your if your aunt lois if she's out there just making ridiculous comments i don't know I, I feel like there's at some point People need to be held responsible for what they're saying, regardless if they're someone's mom. But you're right. I do feel like this little bit of, I, I don't know, like the Midwesterner in me who is supposed to be nice to everyone's parents and respect your elders. It's like, all right, I'm going to back off. Yeah. yeah. It just brings a little bit of reality into it that, you know, usually <laughs> you're just sort of behind the screen and everyone's just an idiot. And you, yeah. Yeah. Um, although one time this woman's mo- agreed with her mom. So then I was like, really? Now it's like. Oh, a, then you can go in on her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really had to get or out of there. Or retreat. And I, I retreated. Turn off notifications. I, yeah, I, yeah. Sometimes I just, you need to do I, I that. I just unfriended. I just un. I un. Uh, Unfollow. I actually, yeah. No, I think I erased my comments, which I kind of regret because I was right. And then, um, <laughs> and then I unfriended her, and I was like, oh, never mind. I mean, I don't think my dad realized when he was posting that he was just making the case for banning white people um, <laughs> by making that comment. So I, I took it off of yeah. I took it off of Elsa's wall and started. Uh, you know, letting him know that you can't be racist against white people. Uh, right. <laughs> how, how did that go? Did he? Oh. Un- did he? Was he able to? Un- no. Under- no. No. I see him. That's weird. Once usually, middle-aged white men are all all for like examining their own behavior and changing. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh god! If there's I one know. group we're gonna reach, it's them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was trying the to explain. I, I felt like maybe the message went over his head that it was a play on uh, language that's often used against Muslim people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're not going to talk too much about the shooting in Las Vegas because almost everything uh, that needs to be said on that has kind of been said. And mm-hmm. as we know, because the shooter was a white man, nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if I mean. 
I don't know. Like they, you know, they're saying, oh, there was nothing out of the ordinary about him. He liked country music. I'm like, if the shooter was Muslim, we would never know if that if that guy we liked would never country know anything music or not. About him. Yeah. <laughs> and if the if the shooter were black, that wouldn't have happened because if a black man were even going to his car with a gun, right, <laughs> he'd yeah. be taken out. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I don't think he would have been able. Like, I imagine. Like, what's it like being a non-white person going to, like, a gun, a gun show, show and trying yeah. to make a purchase? Can you yeah. imagine? I mean, I I have to assume there's some, like, social pushback or at least a person of color walking into a gun show is, you know, oh, there eyed is. the wrong way. I would like to talk to someone who's actually been to one of those events as a person of color. Yeah. I mean, I have been down the um, rabbit hole of NRA TV. Have you guys ever? Oh my! Done that? that sounds and like the worst afternoon of my life. It's terrible. <laughs> it's on their on their website. They have their own uh, production company where they make videos, and oh. um, they have a. There is one black guy that they have that has a a show on NRA really? TV. But I mean, clearly that's their. Did he get the memo you know, that the NRA the kind of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the, the NRA really... <laughs> he just does everything <laughs> for them. Exactly. He's so, like, Ben, listen, we need you in a lot of places right now. <laughs> we need you to stand upright at a football game during the National Anthem, but make a big deal out of standing during right, the Anthem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason the NRA ever caught on as a thing was because they were going out there trying to make white people afraid of black people right. and saying, you know, these... Black people have guns, so you need to have guns, and you need to protect yourself, and you need to be prepared for when they come and attack you, because that's all black people do in their minds. Do you guys know how the NRA was, like, how it was originally? It was actually um, founded by a New York Times journalist, like, way back um, when, I guess it was at the end, like, around the Civil War, Uh and... um, I guess this guy and another guy who I forget the names of them, but one of them was sort of involved in the, in the military, like on the Northern side Mm -hmm. fighting the South. And they felt that a lot of people in the city that read the newspaper, I guess, (laughs) didn't know how to shoot guns and, and, and and wouldn't be successful against uh, fighting slavery in the South. So actually it's like the origins of it are so different from where uh, we find ourselves today. Because I would imagine most of the card-carrying members these days are... Don't read the New York Times. (laughs) Don't read the New York Times at all. failing New York Times. failing New York (laughs) Times. Or uh, or there are people who still proudly brandish the Confederate flag and, like, you know... It was was really originally a completely different kind of organization, yeah. Anyway, oh, just well, awful. yeah, because uh, I, I went down that rabbit hole, and uh, I mean, I now that I know it exists, I'm still not going to watch it. But I like that is that is unsettling to know that they have their own TV network. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure the these well, shareable short videos. There's and, also a, a woman who has a show, her own like a show is it on Tommy that Laren? channel. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a woman who looks like she's diking out, uh, oh, but, no. but she uh, really talks about her her husband like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much. A little too much. Yeah, he needs it. Like, <laughs> he I'll, needs to hear yeah. <laughs> hear her publicly declare her oh. hetero <laughs> life on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I, I went down the rabbit hole of watching some of the the footage from the shootings because mm-hmm. knowing that nothing's going to be done with gun control, it's good to, you know, look for tips and tricks if you're in an active shooter situation, unfortunately, living mm-hmm. in this country. And one thing I noticed that I, I haven't heard people talking about, and I, I am aware this might be a little bit unsensitive, but 
in multiple videos, there are men that are trying to mansplain to women about it not being gunfire. It's like, oh, the loud boom. cracking sounds? Oh, yeah, the, the oh, loud cracking. Oh, my God. And the, the mass hysteria, it's like, babe, that doesn't sound like gunfire. And these women are like, get down, let's get out of here. They're yeah. screaming. They're running for their lives, which is women, follow your instincts. Right. Always follow your instincts. They are most likely correct most Especially of the time. a series of loud yeah. cracking So even, even in a mass shooter situation, a man will try to tell you that you are wrong about stuff. I, one of the guys was like, no, if it was gunfire, you'd see white lights. It's like... Like, how, this is really? not the how time many, yeah. <laughs> to show that you know more about I mean, guns than the woman you're with. This is not the venue, Brad. Did, any, did any one of them get taken out as they were men? Explain. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, that's awful. But, you know, that, that is funny. Like, that, that literally proves that there is no situation in which a woman can just state something or and respond to her own, like, instinct or fear and be believed. Yeah, and yeah. have it be validated. I uh, honestly feel like you could be bobbing in the middle of the ocean with a guy and you're like we're gonna drown like this is or like we're gonna get we're going to be eaten by sharks like as the sharks are circling you and he's like well actually you're more likely to die in a drowning in this situation <laughs> because our muscles are gonna cramp up yeah. there's no place on earth that is safe from a whale actually and that proves it <laughs> yeah that's crazy wow well maybe something will eventually change maybe probably when. not nope yeah okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, the, the UN recently, they took a vote to, (laughs) Sarah, did you just like, I just like groan knowing that's my body's natural reaction to like anything that begins with like insert any possible like governing body uh, that's either where our country is representing itself or within our own country. But anyway, go on. Well, the the UN, uh, human rights council is known for, uh, not, being too effective in mm-hmm. cracking down on human rights violations, but sometimes they try. And one of their attempts was to have a vote saying, uh, trying to get countries on board with saying you you can't sentence somebody to death just because they're gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is coming at a time when in Egypt, uh, people who were waving a rainbow flag at a concert were being arrested just mm-hmm. for, for having that. They're not even doing anything, you know, uh, not, not even having butt sex in public, like <laughs> just yeah. waving the flag. Uh, on the that is exactly canvas. what people think of when they see right. the rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> like any minute now they can't unsee it. <laughs> um, and you know, most I I think every European country. Uh, voted for that resolution, but the U.S. joined countries like Iraq and China in saying, like, no, we're not going to side with that. And Nikki Haley, our uh, ambassador to the mm-hmm. U.N., said that it was because of concerns with uh, the the broader um, it, was it like the broader implications of death for the death for penalty the death in penalty, general? God forbid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, Republicans like a good slippery slope argument. And I mean, so, okay, I'll have to interject here because to be fair, uh, the U.S. always votes. Every administration, Obama included, always votes against any resolution that comes up on the death penalty because the U.S. has a death penalty. So the U.N. tries with countries to slowly push people towards accepting even like a a moratorium. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A lot of countries have the death penalty on the books. They don't use it. I think a third of countries in the world have the death penalty. Very few really uh, employ the death penalty. Um, 
and every year or so the Human Rights Council comes up with these resolutions and they include they try to include like certain applications of the death penalty that they're like, but this is really beyond the pale. So I get that you have the death penalty, but you shouldn't use it in these cases. Yeah. Right. right. So, I mean, one of the last, towards the end of the Obama administration, they also voted against a resolution. Yep. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. I did, I did yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. And I thought that the, the difference, though, was including this LGBT language this should be it, like, this, no. one it, this one included LGBT, but Obama voted uh, against resolu- a re- resolution that in previous Previously, like in 2016, said the death penalty shouldn't be applied to pregnant women, minors, and uh, and me- people with mental disabilities. And he was and Yay, he voted. He, so yeah, yeah. so th- th- I mean, it's not just <laughs> LGBT <laughs> people. Obama, that administration uh, yeah. also said, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're going to vote against that. You know, so of right. course they're just continuing to oppose any. Thing. The problem with this administration is that they've also proven themselves to be very anti-LGBT in practice. Yeah, um, and, so. and Nikki Haley came out saying, you know, we this wasn't about LGBT. We always have the backs of LGBTQ people. I'm like, no, you don't. What? <laughs> you clearly don't. Yeah. What? What has this administration done? But uh, Jesse, bring up a, a really good point. That was uh, one one of the issues I had with Obama, even when he was. Uh, running, and, and this is a lot of Democrats too, he said that he was against the death penalty except for the worst crimes. I'm like, that's what the death penalty right. is. It's right. for the worst crimes. So you can't say you're against it, but but only in these cases. It's like, um, it's almost like people who are like, oh, I'm uh, anti-abortion except in cases of rape or incest. So it's like, oh, you only care about the baby's life if uh, right. The sex was consensual. Yeah, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. There's so, a double standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay for the baby to die if the sex wasn't consensual. So you're revealing that you really just want to punish women for having sex. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I do have more, well, I don't have respect, but I yeah. have a <laughs> tiny bit more respect for somebody. If, if you're really going to go all in on being pro life, yeah, you know, that's one thing. Anyway. It just proves that our, our country's fascination with it, or not fascination, our obsession, obsession with keeping with this death penalty. Like, what is it about guns and just like having the right to take someone's life in, like, as a state sanctioned or a. It's a very pro life policy, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> pro life. What a hilarious, like, term if you really think about it. But the UN is, uh, in, in general, I mean, if. It, it is anti-death penalty, and they recognize that some of their members mm-hmm. have the death penalty, and so they try to slowly get these principles through and countries to sign on and, and, and kind of try to f- phase it out because um, it, the death penalty necessarily conflicts with their with the human rights legislation that they right. also have, which is right to life, dignity, and, and often, um, I mean, most in most cases, there's no way to kill someone without it qualifying as torture so you know that's which is also illegal yeah (laughs) as per the un instruments yeah conventions and treaties and stuff um yeah so that sounds so unreasonable why (laughs) i mean it's just it's also the fact that the death i mean i don't i don't really understand what the argument is for the death penalty it's not doesn't prove to be any kind of a deterrent no nope. not at all uh, the justice system is so um it's not cost effective uh, yeah and, and the justice system gets it wrong so much that yeah. why would you 
you know, you can't take somebody's life when you aren't, it's, it, it, even if the system, you know, if the system was perfect, it worked every single time. Yeah. And really the only people you put to death were the worst criminals. May, and, it, and it was a deterrent. Okay, maybe, but it's, it's not still the a case pretty, at it's all. It's still a maybe yeah. with a capital M for sure. Because yeah. it's just like, so if you really think like, we have the right to just take someone's life like legally, like that just sounds so... I don't know. It's probably me on like my little, I mean, my little armchair liberal diagnosis well, of it. But I'm not a Christian, but I I feel like is what is it the Bible say about taking somebody's oh, life? You're I not mean, supposed it, it to do it, it except for clear. all the times in the Bible when they do kill people. <laughs> I guess they did it a lot and torture people. And when I guess God, they do have a the Bible was the earliest Game of Thrones book. We have yeah. On. yeah, that's true. Have, so. Yeah, when the Bible asks, <laughs> I guess it is dads Christian. to murder their sons. And, yeah. Uh, all, so yeah, all the, the Bible I guess is pro death penalty. But then yeah. they say America's thou shall not kill. Yeah. So, it, America's pro selective Bible that jives with uh, conservative uh, yeah. policies. Um, another fun thing in the news is. Um, <laughs> Another bloated, creepy, straight dude is a serial predator woman. Surprise. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and he's wealthy. Weird. Yeah. Weird how men in power. Uh, yeah. It's almost as if they leverage that power to get women to do things they don't want to do. And get away with it. Yeah. Uh, well, when, they, when they're not good looking, I mean, what else is the true. explanation? Yeah. I don't know. I've, no. seen, I've seen attractive, smart women with guys who aren't good looking don't have money they're called male yeah. comedians yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all my friends dating male comics uh, <laughs> what are you doing Why? oh my god wait what like, is the but, deal with the, yeah with but those, are those friends comedians too yeah okay yeah well yeah. that's because you're trapped in this world and there's no escape yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so the New York Times, I'm sure most of you have heard of it. Um, had the a, New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times and then this, <laughs> yeah, the, the expose that came out um, with uh, a bunch of different testimony from different women over the years in different countries. Uh, Harvey doesn't keep his uh, sexual harassment Mm-mm. restricted to anyone. Any one city or any one. Uh, he's been doing this for yeah for thirty years. Ashley Judd uh, came mm-hmm. out with her name and talked about her experience of being invited up to his hotel room for what she thought was a work meeting, and uh, which I imagine is something that that is common having to meet in hotel rooms. Is that I've, I've, I've kind of wondered that when I was reading that story. I'm like, so the first red flag to me would be the hotel room. Is where he wants to meet, but I, maybe in that. I mean, th- it, sometimes like it, if it's you're not like they're staying in a Holiday Inn. I mean, those a room for yeah. Harvey Weinstein is probably it's not just the a bedroom, of, like, right? Yeah, 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 like bigger the, than my apartment. It probably includes a, a conference table. Or something. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's got a wing. It's usually to it, a suite if you're yeah. if you're in London or if you're in France or something like that, and you don't have. Uh, your offices or you have like a lot of back-to-back yeah. meetings it could be a lot more convenient to, to meet in a hotel so that's not necessarily like okay, uh, a red flag but it is a red flag when he uh, asks you to massage him and when you say no he says can you at least watch me shower oh my um, god that's not normal Hollywood. i mean by the way 
like it seems like massage is less offensive than watching someone in yeah. the How do you go sure. from like, oh like, no, that for okay, here's my naked body just, in the shower. Like, just oh. watch my gross, paunchy, middle aged body bathe. Like that's just, uh. I know that that's a weird part. I'd understand like him asking <laughs> Ashley Judd if he could watch her shower. Right. But being like, watch God, me. grant me the confidence <laughs> of a fat middle aged man. Like that is so like, oh well, would you like the pleasure of watching my naked body like writhe around under a shower head. Oh, oh my God. God. I would I jump out the window. Imagine. I would literally rather do that. And of course he hires a female lawyer to defend him, mm-hmm. uh, which is just maddening because, yeah. you know, lawyers, they don't always love the, the jobs they, right. they take, uh, but somebody has to do it. But it sucks to see a woman in this case, uh, Lisa Bloom, defending this kind of behavior and she was uh one of her tactics she was going to use was showing pictures of these women looking friendly with him uh, to have this narrative that oh if you've ever been polite or cordial with your abuser then they must not have abused you which sucks and then um she also said something like he's an old dinosaur learning new ways she's already been fired which is great right but um, to to blame it. And then his apology, too, was like, you know, I came um, of age in the 70s and it was a, a different time. It's like, no, everybody wasn't doing this. <laughs> this wasn't something that every single yeah. person did. The 70s is no reason to uh, excuse treating your coworkers, your coworkers right. and colleagues like sexual objects and not with respect. These are women who just want to do their job and just want to work and definitely don't want to watch you shower, Harvey. Uh, I mean, that's the bottom line. That's... No one wants to watch you shower, Harvey. And also, this didn't just happen in the 70s. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like and, this was exclusive to like, he talks yeah. about these like, well, in the 60s and 70s, it's like, okay, no, but Ashley Judd, like, it, this happened in like the 90s and 2000s. 70s, probably, like, probably, yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, Louis C.K. is jerking off in like, hotel rooms right now. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, <laughs> and, and then working it into his show, like it's. I mean, it's only noon nothing. right now, but like st- it, pr- it might be happening right now. For it all could we be. Know, so again, <laughs> again, though, why? It's like who would want to watch him jerk off? Wouldn't he want to watch the woman jerk off? Like, yeah. What is this about? I think it's, I it's mean, a I'm power. Like, I guess it's like a power. power. Ego. Yeah. Like that's an ego that could just like fuel a city block for a while. Like, do you that think? Is just... Okay. Do you think they're these guys? They know they're repulsive looking, yes. and it's like a power <laughs> thing to be like, "Watch me be repulsive." Right. Because well, you're so. gonna hate it. Well, I think so it's, it's almost like yeah. a or like do they think thing? like, "Check me out." Like I don't know. They can't possibly think that it's some sort of privilege for the woman to no. feast her eyes upon his body. Well, not no Louis C.K. He's so self. Deprecating, yeah, you he's know, very yeah. aware of yeah. his own. I, like, Harvey Weinstein might oh, think he's. I don't, I don't know, know about that. Oof. We don't. We don't have a stand-up he's comedy like, act from Harvey Weinstein <laughs> to know how he feels about himself. Yeah. <laughs> if only we did. I mean, he's almost at like Steve Bannon level of like physical. Oh God, him and Steve. Bannon. I don't know, man. I, yeah, he is. They both getting, have like he's crusty faces. Level. So Harvey Weinstein's not quite as. Um, I mean, he's not word? a white supremacist. He's at not least. a white supremacist. Yeah, <laughs> let's. <laughs> well, that's the other shitty angle of this is like the right is now using this as like a big gotcha moment for uh, I know for liberals and Democrats because unfortunately Harvey Weinstein was a major contributor financially to the party for years and years and to countless candidates and everything, but like we're not going to make him president, so it's that's not a really an equipment. Like, yeah. 
the guy that you people nominated for and voted president of the United States is literally on record saying that he does this stuff. At least, like, I don't know. We seem to be, and obviously the Democratic Party has a lot of flaws, but... They've been getting, but they've been giving the money giving to the money organizations to, right, right, to like women's women, charities yeah. and things like that, which yeah. is, I don't see... But I love all the pictures, um, the pictures of him with Hillary Clinton that they're like, oh, oh yeah. See? Like, oh, hey, something else that's Hillary Clinton's fault. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein's yeah, no dick, kidding. you know. Like, but there are also pictures of him with, with Donald Trump. Right. and and There's Don- pictures of Hillary at Donald Trump's wedding. Like, there's they no... They all hang. They yeah. all hang. We know yeah. that. But, like... If you're the one person, you don't have thing. that many people you can hang with. It's right. just one yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is going to take your silverware, so you can yeah. hang. <laughs> they can't afford to eat They're at that rich. restaurant. You know, what are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> uh, so awful. But it's just... It, so but bringing it back around to, to Dykes, I will say one great thing about being uh, being a lesbian in the workplace is I feel like uh, I've had less sexual oh, harassment yeah. or been the, the target of that kind of stuff. Um, so this was more of um, a, a PSA that if you want to be sexually harassed less, be, be an out lesbian. Yeah. But, uh, it, is, it, it is a personal, like, safe space. It really is. walk around in. Yeah. I found myself thinking that, like, I was like, wow, like, I wonder if I, you know, if I get to the point where I'm even taking meetings with big producers, like, they wouldn't even ask me to meet in the hotel room. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even begin. Like I'm just so not their type that I feel safe in that way. It's you like, do have short think, hair, I, yeah. <laughs> and you are ever, wearing a Hillary T-shirt, yeah, right now. <laughs> literally right now. <laughs> I, I have had though men be creepy about me being a, a lesbian. This oh, yeah. comedy producer. Ron Heron, I will put it out there. I'm not. <laughs> I I'm was not about afraid. To steal before I could even say name names. <laughs> yeah, Ron. Heron. I will Ron name his w. name Heron. because <laughs> Ron Ron Heron is a comedy producer, and he's been banned from a, a bunch of clubs. And after I performed in one of his shows, I didn't know he sent me messages on Facebook about how. Um, my act basically turned him on and he's a married man so don't get the wrong idea but then it was like oh I, I have to meet your wife and you you got there and talking or like, like because I talk about being a, a gay woman on stage but definitely in mostly a self-deprecating way and it's yeah. not like sexy girl on girl material but that's how he was acting as if I was yeah but know. even if it was sexy girl on girl material that, that's still inappropriate right. it's all, still, all of it was inappropriate but that him asking me that I like need to bring my wife around it was so fucking mm. creepy you know like, who doesn't have a hotel room with a suite <laughs> it's Ron Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't God. know. I don't know him at all, but yeah. I'm assuming. No, I don't uh. think he has a suite for sure. I think he has to pay for Wi-Fi wherever he goes. Yeah. He's not. He's a regular. God, he's pretty terrible. I love how he like the point of him reaching out was just be like, just so you know, my boner liked that. Like, yeah. What? Oh. Like. It was so creepy. Now, I'm married, but I just wanted you to know that my penis thought that that was nice that you talked about having a what? Like what? I just don't. Yeah. I don't understand the audacity of these men that think that like. Like they like what a magical world that they're letting us into to let us know that they got like a little bit of a hard on Ugh. about something that we did or said or talked about or or might be or something they imagined in their heads or whatever. 
Tell me I made Ugh. you laugh or don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Hey, great set. Buy my merch or get out of here. Three Ryan. words. Hey, great set. Yeah. <laughs> that's, did, all, that's all it is. Yeah. He, he did tell me that he thinks that women are funnier than men or that female comedians are funnier because we're, we're more creative. But then he also books Bill Cosby apologists on the regs. So of that's <laughs> Actions and words. And, and he's, a huge, he's a huge Trump supporter. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, this guy's getting better and better. Yeah, I don't want to get too much I usually like guys named Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so the last thing we'll talk about in the news that's going to transition us to our topic of marriage is that in Australia right now, they are voting on whether or not to legalize gay marriage. A lot of people are surprised to learn that Australia uh, doesn't or hasn't legalized gay marriage yet. And uh, it's pretty cool because it's making a a lot of younger people a lot more politically active Mm -hmm. that they haven't been, but it's also trouble for the current PM um, who, even though he's in the, the liberal party Mm -hmm. there in Australia, the liberal, the liberal party is almost like the conservative party because there's always something to the left of that, which is Mm -hmm. the, the labor party. Um, Is there something to the right of it? Like that, yeah. probably. That, that, oh, but I'm I mean, sure. in any like substantial way, I think so. Well, aren't they? Do they have another? I think they have another party called Conservative. But okay, or maybe okay. it's it's something. It's it's one of those confusing things. Like it's of course, so anything far more than away. Two, it's <laughs> confusing to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's but basically they're saying that like this is all of a sudden they've like unearthed all these like eighteen to twenty five year olds who. Clearly, most of them come down, obviously, on the on the right side of this issue, or correct side, rather, um, and that that's presenting a uh, a problem for this current prime minister because I guess they only have his party only has a one like a one representative majority in their okay. parliament. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assume it's similar to like Canada. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know anything about that. So I'm like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Another thing I know absolutely dick about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the, um, well, uh, the other fun thing that we learned, Americans educating ourselves about uh, other countries, was um, that if you register to vote, first of all, you you mail in your vote and there's an open time period. So Mm -hmm. the results are going to be announced uh, November 15th. In Australia, but if you register to vote and you don't vote, you get fined. Yeah, which is why all these young people in Australia generally don't, don't vote, vote at all. It's because you have to, you don't have to pay to register, but you have to pay to register and not vote. So, like, it's it's a really weird oh, so system. They, they like, so, if, they, if you register, like, if I'm 18 or 19 in Australia and I register to vote, then from what I understand, and this, and I did three and a half minutes of research on this, so I'm an expert, the <laughs> next election that rolls around, if you don't cast a vote in it and you're on their registry roll, then you're fined the equivalent of $86. So it's like, it's a weird system, but this issue is all of a sudden bringing out all these young people. And I read preliminary results, like all the, all the ballots that have come in so far in the mail, that's like 60% are in favor of gay marriage. Like it's a, it's a fairly good majority that they have so far. Should be a hundred. Should be a hundred, but you know, they're like us. We, you know, you can always count on that political certainty of like twenty five percent or thirty percent of people sure. voting no. The older, and then they have the same. You know, it's the same demographic over there. It's the older white people who generally aren't voting in favor of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, on this issue, it's not it's a lot of minorities are. You know, mm-hmm. can um, 
fall pretty hard on the uh, anti-gay marriage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as far as white people go on this issue, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember very clearly when Obama came into power and it mm-hmm. was so exciting and then Prop 8 happened right. and there was like a large African-American vote yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. that pushed that forward in California. It was like... And Hispanic. How, how, yeah. and how, again, how do you... How do people... I just never... It just makes me so mad. I never understood how people who are minorities yeah. would also not fi- would fail to see that mm-hmm. that everyone should support each other in their fight for um, yeah. equality. equality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, the I, I think that it's actually kind of a, a good system to find people for not voting. Although I didn't realize the point about. You could escape that by just not registering. To right, vote. which is what they do. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And so then now they have this uptick. Poor people in, might not vote. Right, exactly. So now they have this uptick in young people actually registering. Period. Well, that's yeah. good. Or, or getting their name because the they care about this issue. Yeah, I think instead of a penalty for not voting, there should be more perks for voting, yeah. like um, I don't know. A coupon for I mean, we already get our cool American. sticker to put on Instagram. Yeah, the, the, the sticker is not enough, but if there's yeah. something <laughs> to get. Oh, my I don't God. Know. Or we could just, just be, if you could vote like through Tumblr, I guess more 18 year olds <laughs> would vote, or like I through mean, Twitter. I don't know. A lot of countries have a fine for not voting. And I mean, you could use that money to for projects that help encourage yeah. people to come out and vote. That's I mean, true. If you if you have a fair system where um, there isn't voter suppression, yeah. Assuming that, then I, I think yeah. you should. I think there should be a, and you know, you should have the day off, and you should have. You yeah, know, you should definitely should, have the day off. Yeah. Why uh, don't they hold votes on like on weekends? That's what I don't get. Like, don't most people have to work during the week? Probably, well, probably have... for the people who have to work two to three jobs and True. can't just I take mean, off of work to vote. I work on weekends, so uh, <laughs> I'm working today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know that in this country, if there was something like that, it would just be another form of voter suppression and, oh, yeah, we'll and find getting the most marginalized people not to. Not yeah. To there comes a point when a country is so fucked up that the remedies that exist would just be used as another tool of oppression yeah (laughs) which is like which is a problem you know like like for example with uh like hate speech laws which i i think have been really effective in canada you know for the most part it's one of the checks that have allowed us not to slip this far down the road Uh just as canadian also yeah yeah yeah, i'm canadian yeah (laughs) um i understand the argument that people have for for free speech for sure and like i i I, intellectually i I get that but Mm -hmm. um but having some kind of limitations on on hate speech, I think, is effective. But the other, I, but the idea of doing that in America today is it does, would be a disaster because mm-hmm. it would just be used to um, eliminate Silence. like Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. or like whatever. So it's it's really sure. it's really a problem because it's just like things are too far gone for for some kinds of mm-hmm. um, solutions or policies. Yeah, my solution is that um, we pay white people not to vote oh yeah that'd be great <laughs> well white i men. actually i i would if, if only one group had to vote it for me hands down it would be black women they've black course, women, yes they've proven themselves to be um the most uh, logical the most capable voting block yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. no i absolutely would hand I, I, all control over to black women yeah it's that's fine. it yes. i'm ready Put yeah, them in yeah, charge. Yeah. i need this yeah, yeah, yeah. i will support them <laughs> yeah. however they need yeah oh god wouldn't that be great It would. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. 
And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so, so gay marriage was legal in Canada before it was legal in the U.S. And I used to, to point to people like, look, Canada mm-hmm. hasn't fallen apart. It hasn't turned into this society of like hedonistic pleasure although although the one thing that i like hate to 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 bring up because it's such oh, a weird do. example oh, and no. it's the kind of thing that like conservatives would be like you see uh, <laughs> we had this really weird supreme court decision which wasn't unanimous or anything but it was in the majority that they voted um <laughs> that uh it's not bestiality it's not a crime if uh, you just have oral sex with your animal oh my god <laughs> Oh dear! It's only if it's that like so inter- bizarre. Only if it's intercourse, right? So oh, if it's if like that were to here, people would take that and run with that. Yeah, yeah. See? So don't, we said, what's next, dog? Yeah, so like, don't tell anybody yeah. about that. Decision. We won't. We're not going to tell anyone. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure all those same same <laughs> yeah. people are like putting peanut butter on their nuts in the U.S. too, trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to get some. There's yeah, a huge it's not just a Canadian peanut butter nut people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, you can do that legally in Canada. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, but you Canada's can't. So weird. But yeah, but you can't. You can't. You can't get married. You can only do it in. You know. I, oh, okay. I think it's because Instant. Canada has too many people living <laughs> like out, out in the woods. Out, yeah, out in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> 
too too it's far removed really from cold society. Outside. It is really cold. <laughs> that they really only have access to to like the moose oh. <laughs> <laughs> around. I don't know. Well, that brings us to marriage. Yes. Yeah, yeah marriage. <laughs> Jess, you're married. I'm married. Yes. Uh, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Someday. It yeah. Might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got married in uh, in Canada. Yeah. And actually, it was very fortunate that gay marriage was legalized in America because that allowed our marriage to be recognized here and us to move here uh, together. And oh, good. Because it became once it became legalized here federally, then then the immigration system also had to recognize uh, same-sex couples was for the purposes of immigration. Yeah. yeah. Was that something that had kept you from moving here earlier? Or? Um, it, no, it, was, it just really worked out that as we were applying, that happened. Okay. It was, looked like it was happening. Like we knew that the Supreme Court, I mean, I think everybody could see this, this, which way the Supreme Court mm-hmm. was going to go a few months already before. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they were, the legal argument was never, there's no legal case to be made against marriage equality. Right. It's just, it's, it's not, it's purely, it's pure discrimination. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no other way to see it. Married mm-hmm. couples have certain rights. Mm-hmm. And, and if marriage exists under the law, then it should apply to everybody. Like right. other, yes. there's just no way to see that not as discrimination. Yeah. The only argument that people make is a religious one. And th- there's the separation of church and state. So it's not a valid argument, you know, yeah. you can't make a religious argument when it comes to a federal uh, state, whatever mm-hmm. um, entity, you know, it just doesn't or, or right or yeah, whatever it's a dead you want to call it. Yeah. It's a logical, yeah. intellectual dead end. Yeah, no matter yeah, where because you go. Then, then you would have to lift laws on polygamy, right? Right. Yeah. If there's, still, I guess you would. Yeah. I mean, I know the Mormon Church has outlawed that, and it's like no longer a thing. Yeah. But 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 it is a thing. Right. It's still a thing that exists. But <laughs> right. like their official thing. stance right. is yeah yeah is that it's not a thing. Um, but yeah, if if you made a religious argument, I re- I remember when I was in college, and it was around the time that Massachusetts was the first state to allow mm-hmm. same sex marriage, and I went to a debate on my campus that was. Uh, about same-sex marriage. And I went because I just wanted to hear the other side because for the life of me, I couldn't understand what is this argument. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there's something valid. Mm -hmm. And there was literally no (laughs) cohesive argument. It was all the slippery slope argument was basically uh, the the only thing that that they really had or that – you know, that changing the definition of marriage. But the definition of marriage used to be that you can't – marry somebody from a different race right. so we have changed it and it's fine yeah everything's fine yeah no there is really no argument against it it's just it really was a, a political issue where the supreme court where politicians didn't want to take a position even a legally mm-hmm. uh sort of what would you call it? Like the, the only proper legal decision you could make um, until they had, they felt that they had the, the public support. So when, right. when public opinion started shifting, then, you know, the Supreme Court and, and most politicians were like, well, obviously, you know, we're going to follow public opinion, which isn't how things normally should work, unfortunately. But that is what was the tipping point because Obama, Hillary, like all of everybody, 
you know, until they felt that the public was mm-hmm. wanted it um, in a in a significant majority, weren't ready to support it. Right. Yeah. So you know, they talk about views evolving and whatever, and society's views did evolve, and then you know, the court was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. On the law, it made no sense that it didn't exist. Right. Previously. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the big reasons to get married besides love and all that crap um (laughs) is the love and all that crap a new album by carolyn bergier (laughs) (laughs) it is the federal the federal benefits though the federal and state benefits that you get as a married couple if you're going to be spending your life with somebody because and the registry (laughs) (laughs) the blender the vitamix i want the vitamix vitamix. (laughs) that's why sarah's going to get married to to get the vitamix God, those sweet gift cards. I can just smell them now. I got a Vitamix. If, if Vitamix wants to sponsor this podcast, I use it yeah. like four times a day. I love my Vitamix. We and take a very, very staunch pro-Vitamix stance here at this podcast. Yeah. If they're listening. Maybe you guys will, this podcast will be your, the trick to getting the Vitamix. And I then think you it will. At single. some point, yeah. it's going to lead to a Vitamix for me. That's what this is all about. <laughs> That that was the goal in creating Diking Out was how do we get a free Vitamix? Uh, yeah, the, so the the federal benefits because I think and, and a lot of people, uh, especially younger people and whose parents have been divorced. I mean, I don't know if that's a factor, but uh, don't believe that you have to get married to spend your life with somebody. That mm-hmm. marriage is just a, a piece of paper. Who needs that? But there are a lot of important benefits that if you are going to completely merge your life with somebody else, things like being like hospital visitations and like your social security, a lot of things having to do with what happens when you die. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, but also things like, like immigration. And yeah. yeah, that's a big one. We only had to apply for one green card instead of paying for two. Okay. And, oh, okay. Have the, and have the potential for one of us to get rejected, you know? Yeah. Which oh. is always a possibility. Okay. So we applied as a, as a couple under I one. I didn't know you could do that. That's, yeah. that's good. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it is for, for married so what couples. If, yeah. What if you, so if you apply for a green card as a couple, then what if one of you doesn't? Well, so basically like, one person in the couple applies for it. Oh, I see. And then the other person comes as their spouse. Their plus one? Yeah, that was the plus one. Great. Which actually <laughs> meant that, like, physically, when we got to the border to immigrate that uh-huh. day, um, Iman had to cross the border first. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, nice. like, so symbolic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I shall lead us. <laughs> yeah. It almost felt like... It could be sexist if we weren't both women. You right, know? yeah. Like, <laughs> like, she had to carry me across this threshold of yeah. America. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that oh, just man. made me think of, of one funny thing that uh, I've seen <laughs> YouTube posts before where sometimes there'll be a, a form or something and then one person has to be the husband and one person has to be <laughs> that the wife. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lot of people assume... Because they could see, if I'm traveling by myself, uh, they could see that I'm there in them. Like, my status is, like, related to my spouse. So uh-huh. they always assume, like, oh, like, what did your husband do? Yeah. He got yeah. the green card. <laughs> so number one, they're totally floored by, like, 
oh no, it's a wife and she got it for comedy. You know, they're like, (laughs) who are we letting in? Comedy's not a job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, our families like still don't believe that that's how, that it was the Muslim one between the relationship (laughs) that got got it as a comedian. Like they, they barely believe anything we do is real. They're like, they can't believe the American government was like, yes, we'll allow you into the country with this profession. That is a profession. Yeah. That's funny. So, oh, so that's great. Talk a little bit about what made you want to get married. Uh, I mean, what made me want to get married? Yeah, um, or, or what were your so? Uh, you're bisexual, correct? yeah. Mm-hmm. And although I, I am uh, starting to refer to myself as pansexual because um, <laughs> bisexuality has been like such an unpopular orientation forever, yeah. and now I've been informed that on top of all the other reasons <laughs> it's unpopular, it also reinforces a gender binary. Uh, so I'm just trying yeah. to keep up with the kids, you know what yeah. I mean? That's, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Finger on the pulse. Listen, 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 uh, androgynous people. I will sleep with you too. I mean, I'm married, but you know. <laughs> I might be pansexual because of my Vitamix. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Isn't pansexual like you're open to anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies in my Vitamix. That's my sexuality. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think with marriage, um, I don't know. I, it wasn't something I always dreamed about. I didn't, I wasn't, didn't grow up with the idea of like what my dress would look like and what my wedding would be and what my mm-hmm. the proposal would be like. So that's what I was interested yeah, I didn't in grow from up with you that. because I know I didn't grow up with that either because I think deep down inside I had no desire to marry a man ever. And then mm-hmm. that was the only concept of marriage that I had. Okay. But I didn't know as a, as a bisexual if that was different. I mean, not saying, not, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that all straight women grow up with those fantasies of marriage or all women who are, are oh you're gonna to get some men. emails <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm saying that so <laughs> email sarah yeah <laughs> put her well, name in the I'll subject put it, line I'll, yeah. I'll forward them to her. you know what just blame hillary clinton yeah but anyway continue but yeah i just uh, i think i always assumed i would get married i I guess I always assumed I would marry a man. I didn't, I just didn't, like, I guess I never really loved weddings per se. So I didn't, Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the idea of walking down the aisle. Like, I just never, I enjoyed going to them, but I never imagined me being that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and then, but yeah, no, I guess there was, there were a couple of guys that I, that I dated that I was, you know, pretty um, serious about, or that they seemed like the kind of person I might marry. But gross, then, but go on. <laughs> but they all broke up with me. Every guy, I, guys, I, guys always broke up with me. Um, They're like, you're not into me enough. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think like I was, I think obviously, or at least in my experience, like the guys, I, it was just, um, I think I was too much for them, you know? Yeah. Whereas like in a way that with, uh, with women, like I think you can't really be too much. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's hard I don't to know. be too much for another woman. I think so. Yeah. Like either with your like emotions or your like yeah. needs to hang out or even sexually, like it's just like yeah. not, um, whereas I think with guys, it was, I don't know. There was a disconnect. I, for me, for me, honestly, it, men are more like sexual objects and women mm-hmm. are more like people to like love, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. That's my, that's where I am on the, on the, the spectrum. I'm a, yeah, they're more generous I'm, than we are because we don't even see them as sexual. We're just like, no. nah, they're just, we don't they're know why they're there, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're Kendalls <laughs> with <laughs> mouths. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd sooner, I'd sooner like, uh, I'd sooner have like a one night stand with a guy. I can't really, I never mm-hmm. went to like a, a gay bar and picked up a, a woman. 
Like oh, I, okay, I need yeah. to like I've, the only women I've ever been with it's been in a relationship and like I knew them for a while before and so sure. I already had like feelings for them as people. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm. I don't. I don't sexualize women in the same way as men. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. Is that weird? I don't know. No, anyway, no, not that's not weird because so, I, I think that women yeah. don't see other women as, as they're just for sexual pleasure Mm-mm. the yeah. way that, that men I do. definitely see men the way Harvey Weinstein sees women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just something we Jews do. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a Jewish thing, sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. But we all are in the entertainment More industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you, yeah. you were with Iman for how long before marriage was something so, that came into your, your mind. Iman was the first, like, long-term relationship I ever had with a woman where I really felt like I just I just couldn't imagine my life without her, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt, um, it just felt like, oh, no, this is this is the person, you know? Mm-hmm. She, did she just walk in? I just no, no. Look, oh, I'm okay, just, okay. I saw you looking out the window. I was like, No, oh, I have not. severe adult attention deficit disorder. <laughs> oh, okay. <so>. okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> She's talking about loving her wife. I am tuning right out. I was like, I got excited. Like, oh, is she hearing this? this no, is the I, best. I was trying it's to read her. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But no, I'm, I'm into what you're saying. <laughs> I'm listening, Jess. <laughs> I can talk. I can talk about my feelings for Hillary Clinton. Um, anyways, I um, yeah, I just you know we we ended up coming to New York for like five months as a as a trial period before going back to Canada to like really see whether we would spend the money and go through the green card process sure. and while we were here because New York is a, it's the first time that we sort of like lived in a place together that wasn't like we, in Montreal we lived in separate apartments and we'd spend time at each other's place but this was like and New York is a tough city and like coming and sort of exploring the comedy scene and mm-hmm. and being with her just made it so much easier and so fun and I just even in that space small space with her and and spending all like traveling all over the city in the subway and, and, and meeting people and doing comedy together. It just really, in my mind, I was like, I know I, I think, you know, this is how, this is the feeling you get when you're like, mm-hmm. I want to propose. And I also knew for her, she, she'd never been in a relationship, um, or in love or with a woman before me. Oh, wow. Um, so we had, it took a little while to get her, you know, to accept a lot of these things, like mm-hmm. being with, just being in a relationship, sure. being a part of a couple um, being gay, like in a gay relationship, it just all of that was like a process. So it took us, oh, I don't know, four years, I guess, before I proposed, and I proposed as a result of that, like nice time in New York, and and feeling like, oh no, let's, this is what we want to do, let's do this New York thing together. And I knew that, and she basically, she didn't have relationship experience, but she had a lot of watching romantic comedies experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like proposing and like like that's something that she really cared about, and mm. I think like had ideas about so I was more for I proposed to her and you know in a way that I assumed like you know I I knew she would like and it would Mm -hmm. be and it would mean a lot to her and um and it really worked out great and the only thing the only problem with the whole proposal thing was that we went to see this lawyer here in New York about the immigration thing at Mm -hmm. that time to find out what our options were and the lawyer um was like, you guys, uh, Iman should apply for the green card. And I was like, oh, don't you even want to see my website? (laughs) (laughs) I also do comedy. And she was, uh, and she's like, she should apply for the green card and you guys should get married. 
And I almost started crying because I already had the ring and the whole thing set oh, up. No. And now it just seemed I was doing it because this lawyer was like, oh, you guys man. should do it. Oh, so she, yeah. So that bummer. was like a little bit of a, and anyways, I mean, Iman kind of got the sense that, you know, I, yeah. she could tell from my face that maybe I was already planning something. You're like kicking the lawyer under the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I was like, this is what? Anyway. But yeah, and also I guess she kind of was on to me a little bit because it's hard to plan stuff in like a studio apartment. I think like, yeah. at one point I went into the closet to talk to my sister on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, things like that tipped her off. But anyway, yeah. it all went great. And then, uh, yeah, we went back to Canada. We got married and came here with green cards. She uh, she walked over the border. I followed her. And great. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's classic awesome. story. Classic, I love that. You know, yeah, classic girl meets girl immigrates to America comedy. (laughs) But yeah, we, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I guess I just like the feeling of being married. I don't, I didn't, it was something, it it wasn't something that I really realized would uh, feel. I didn't realize that it would be a different feeling, but Mm -hmm. it is somehow. Yeah. It's weird when you like, cause previously you'd fight with, you fight with your partner and you're like, you know, it's like, Oh, are we going to break up and whatever? But it's like, divorce like I mean no yeah. you know like yeah. we yeah. gotta work it out you know not yeah. that we fight that much but it's a it's just a different kind of commitment that's interesting but it feels easy if it, when, it, when it's right it feels like not a thing yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, I also love being married so much I did it twice and <laughs> I know you, you're very experienced um, but that's interesting that you mentioned that it does feel different because I remember after I got married the first time, people were like, oh, do you feel different? And I was like, no. Why? What? What's supposed yeah. to be different? Like, we love each other and we live together. And, you know, yeah, we had this big party, but, you know, we're – nothing really changes. But then when I got married the second time, I was like, oh, I do notice the difference. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, how interesting. I do want to be sensitive the way I talk about my first marriage. Um, but I, I do remember wanting to get married. I mean, I, I like the idea of of getting married and, and making things official. And I remember the, the first time I got married, I mean, I, I was in love and I was happy. And I thought this would be a, a good person to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, a lot of it, though, was from kind of like a logical perspective. I'm like, oh, this is we have a very steady relationship and <laughs> we don't fight and mm-hmm. we get along really well and we love each other. So we should get married and make this official. And there was something about it where I thought that uh, a lot of times I feel like as a lesbian, your relationship doesn't get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That's maybe true. if I'm married, they'll have to take it seriously yeah. and not think it's just a phase or not think that uh, this is something temporary or it's something. Um, it, and yeah. here's something I want to talk about. I think sometimes there's this misconception that when you're in a, in a lesbian relationship or a same-sex relationship that oh, you're just friends who have sex. Like, this is just your your friend, but you get to sleep with them too. Right. And I know some people do <laughs> do feel like that, but for for me, at least in my relationships, it's not the case. And and I guess the, this whole thing when people are like, You guys oh. aren't really friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are know, not friends. <laughs> we started as friends, but when people, but the relationship that that you have is very different than, than a friendship. Because mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the kind of um, partnership you have with with your spouse is way different than 
uh, anything that you would really expect from a friend. I think there's, um, you know, just so much more commitment and everything. When people are like, oh, I married my best friend. I was like, no, my best friend is somebody that, you know, I drink wine with and uh, share like internet memes with. Yeah. And and then like talk (laughs) about stories from our childhood or maybe even like vent about things going on in my relationship. Yeah. That's that's what I was, that's That's what my friend's there for. Yeah. 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 Like that's a person that you vent to or you go to with your problems or whatever. And then, but like in, in a relationship, like that's, uh, I don't know. My relationships are so much different than, than my friendships. So, Mm -hmm. um, so being married, to me also kind of dispelled that it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't just like, Oh yeah, we, we were friends for a couple of years and now we're more than friends, but it's like, no, the relationship changed completely. Once we started dating from yeah. when, when we were friends, it was just making, sending each other funny YouTube links and going to bars and trying to help the other person hook up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. It, it changed a lot, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Are you, uh, are you, do you I'm, dream of getting married? Do, do you well, have an idea I mean, of what that would look like? I, it's never something that I thought that much about before I met the person I'm with now, but um, I definitely see, like, I, it's, 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 the vision, like, materializes in my head when I think of it in terms of being with her. Like, I don't, before, I've never been with anyone that I, that I realistically thought I wanted to spend my life with. Um, I did hastily move in with someone. Uh, my my previous relationship because kind of for the same reasons that Carolyn was talking about with their first marriage is that like you almost wanted I almost wanted to like validate this relationship that wasn't really right for both of us in this weird way and I thought like yeah. moving mm-hmm. in together well you know that means that that means that we're a great couple or like that means that we belong together which is such reverse thinking like if if we do you know belong together then we should you know it was I don't know it was silly but it was um, but even with her, I, I don't think, even though she's a great person, I, I, I never saw myself long term with her. Um, but now I definitely do. Um, I think of it more like, I don't know, I think in more mature terms than I probably would have thought about it had I met her in my, had, had, my girlfriend and I, if we had met any time before we, we met, we probably wouldn't have worked out. It just, it was the timing of our lives and the way things sort of intersected, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely for it. I'm, I'm not in a hurry for that by any means. We don't yeah. live together technically yet. Um, it's, it's something that I think is such a, such a responsibility and such a, I mean, it is work from what I understand from what everyone says a marriage is like a constant, like in a good way, you know, this relationship that you're just constantly strengthening and everything. Um, and I think I'm definitely ready for that with her. Maybe not now, but, you but could, I do you see, could it. see it. Yeah. I can see it. It's, it's definitely like, I, I absolutely see that happening and it will happen. Um, yeah. I don't know when, when. when the time is right. Yeah. yeah. When the time is right, for sure. I've just, I've kind of learned like, it sounds silly, but as you get older, you sort of learn this like patience and that like, it's going to happen. There's no, there's no timestamp on it. There's no. Well, because you also are settled into the fact that like, yeah, this is the person I'm going to be with. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, what does it know, matter if we do it tomorrow or, or later, in, yeah. in a couple of years or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be great. Um, I look forward to that, but I, I more than anything look forward to being like to making myself a person who is a good 
you know, a good spouse and a good wife and like, oh, that sounds weird to say. I just got like the chills, but ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're happen, we're, we're here pushing like, you into yeah, marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go home and propose. And I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I should. Um, yeah, I said I mean, spouse I, on the podcast. Yeah. I, think we're, I think it's it. I think that's how it happened. I know. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely for it. And I, I have, I've got some people in my life who are in really, really, like, amazing, healthy marriages that I'm kind of like, those are kind of like my goal couples that mm-hmm. I want to be like. Um, You're talking about me. Thank I you. am talking about you. Um, <laughs> what, I mean, and one of the couples that I, I, that I lo- like look up to the most in their relationship and their marriage is actually a, a heterosexual couple. It's my best friend and her husband, which is like... I don't know. That's kind it's of... It's okay. <laughs> no, I know, but it's like people... I just don't... When people are like, oh, you hate straight people, I'm like, no, my favorite couple in the world ah! is straight. Mm. <laughs> my favorite one. I have Second a lot of one. straight friends. I have a lot of straight friends. <laughs> I work with three, okay? Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea of marriage, but yeah, I mean, it is something when you... When you realize that you're not, whether it's gay or whatever, when you realize you're not straight and when you don't fall in with that, like, that sort of visual wedding kind of thing that we're sort of hammered in our heads over the years when we're kids, mm-hmm. you do sort of, I because I didn't see a wedding happening for me in that way, I also didn't quite see the concept of marriage, like, really materializing until I was in my later adult years, especially after the Supreme Court decision, so... Yeah, I mean, it's been something that I've sort of not ever banked on at all. Like, that's not for me. That's not, that's literally not for me for most of my life. Like, yeah, that's yeah. legally not for me. Yeah. So, yeah, that becoming see, I legal possibility is, has made a big difference. I didn't have that because it has been quite a while in Canada. But also, I did really do some quick math and realize that um, the first time I hooked up with a woman was when gay marriage became legal in Canada. I didn't, it wasn't on purpose. It just so happened. I think like in my subconscious, I don't know, I'm such a rule follower. I don't know. (laughs) I I was always with men. And then I I guess I was sort of like a combination of like the L word was on television. Mm, That'll do it. I was, uh, yeah, there there was that The gay agenda claims another one. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then the Supreme Court, and then we had it, it wasn't this, it happened, did it happen in court? I forget even now how it happened in Canada. It's been, um, 12 years oh, okay. something like that yeah wow. yeah so I uh yeah I guess I always thought that like the kind of like countercultural thing about me was like oh no well I like I'm bisexual or pansexual or whatever yeah and um and then I kind of just sort of realized that the, the numbers lined up and that I had That's actually great. waited for, it waited it for I'd waited for it to become legal before I was like oh yeah I think I could kiss a girl now yeah yeah the government <laughs> says it's okay we can we can file taxes jointly so against like gay marriage it. all yeah. your fears are correct <laughs> yeah well I, I know some television people, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know some people who uh, before marriage was legal in the U.S. that they had their own like commitment ceremonies and and things like that but that was something that I know for me I didn't want to do because I was like, no, mm-hmm. I want full equality. Yeah. And even when I got married, it was before the Supreme, the first time it was before the Supreme court decision happened. So marriage was only legal in certain States. And we actually planned a wedding. I said, I'm not getting married in Georgia. I'm not giving the state of Georgia my, my wedding money. Right. <laughs> if it's not even legal here, these vendors don't get that money. No, yeah. we're going to Massachusetts. Right. Yeah. And rewarding them for being the first <laughs> yeah. stay. And it was shortly, um, 
we, we had already booked the venue. Bef- it was right before New York State made it legal, which mm-hmm. we might have considered New York State because that's where a lot of our family was. But yeah, something, I mean, it was so important to me. And uh, I remember when the Supreme, or I remember when Obama came out and said he supported gay marriage after Joe Biden sort of forced him into it. And, <laughs> uh, and I started just crying at work. I mean, it just meant yeah. so much to me to uh, finally have a president that said, no, you sh- are human too and yeah. should be allowed to yeah. do those things that, that other humans do and and get those same rights and everything. And um, But after I got divorced, it was like, I'm never getting married again. Marriage is stupid. Why did anybody make this? <laughs> happen I'm against gay marriage no yeah. uh, I was never against gay marriage but um, my my wife and I were both going through through divorces we we had both recently gotten out of marriage and we both had the same attitude of we never want to get married again uh, we didn't even know if we believed in like long term mm-hmm. committed relationships before and despite our best efforts, we fell so hard for each other. And uh, it was, it Aww. definitely was like, I used to say I was living in a, a dickless rom-com. Uh, when we started <laughs> dating. It, it was just like magic. Yeah. And um, I mean, it didn't take long to, to realize that, yes, this is actually the person I'm supposed to be spending the rest of my life with. And if I start a family, this is the, the kind of person I would want to start a family with. And um had never experienced that level of just mutual support in a relationship mm-hmm. and um and it's awesome i'm so glad i got married again yay <laughs> everybody go out and get married yeah. but only if yeah. it feels right only if it feels only you know if it's it feels um, right crazy so i have these uh this I know this gay guy couple. They got um, they had us like a civil union or whatever uh-huh. it was in Germany a couple of years ago. I went to their wedding and it was uh, such a great wedding. They're both um, so handsome. One was from East Berlin, the other one from West Berlin. It was very Aww. crazy to imagine that like even a generation ago, like or like our grandparents like looking at that for yeah. sure. Like a, a guy from East Berlin marrying a guy from West Berlin when there used to be a wall up between and their like officiant was a Mexican woman and woman yes. and then, like. They they had yeah. this like Jewish MC. It just would have like, <laughs> it's so crazy, you know. Anyway, it was a lovely thing. And then, but now I think, I guess they just passed gay marriage in Germany. Did they just, or I think it, it was very recent. recent. Yes. Or it's very yeah. recent. Yeah. 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 So now it's like, well, and Angela you, Merkel you, was against what, it. Was she? She was. Oh my God. I thought she was the best. Okay. You know, she, it sounded like she was just doing it to keep, to stay in power basically because she knew. Apparently, she knew that it was going to pass anyway. Gays, so, gays so are like her the NRA. <laughs> gay, yeah, yeah. Gays really yeah. are the NRA of like the left. Like we are like, <laughs> to keep the conservative voters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she came out against it. Not even like hard against it. Just I don't know. Yeah, but now I'm just like, well, what are these guys going to do? They're going to have to have another wedding. I mean, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. they just had the the civil union, and now. Of course, I mean they're gay you, men. They're going to have another party. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Let's all chip in for Vitamix. I'm yeah, totally yeah. I have actually never been to a same-sex wedding. Isn't that bizarre? Wow, I've never been to one. I wouldn't have guessed that about you, Sarah. Thank you. I haven't either. Well, yeah, two, my own. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any. I mean, I guess all my gay friends just, for the most part, either are not married yet or. Ha- were, bit, were, you know, married when I met them, essentially, or, you know. Yeah. 
I guess it's true that it hasn't been forever in America. Yeah. So that's, yeah. What, what's your favorite thing about being married? Um, I just, it's just like a calmness. Yeah. You know, it's just a calm. Like a like feeling a, of calm that comes over your. Yeah. Just yeah. Of like, oh, that, that's always, that's just this thing in my life. That's like a steady, continuous thing. I never question. I don't think about. It's just like this level of kind of, uh, it's like resolved. Support. Yeah. 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 Just, like there's yeah. been resolution to this part of your life. So now you no longer have to wonder you know what if or this it's like oh no i made this decision i'm sticking to it even though sometimes it ends in divorce uh sometimes but then you find a better one but well no i mean i mean i don't want to be too dark but the only thing that i like panic about sometimes is something happening to her yeah yeah oh and like and i that i don't know what i would do yeah yeah and that like kind of anxiety yeah and like all the time we have to die at the exact same time and it needs to be a long time from now yeah yeah and that, and then we go back and forth on the kid thing. That's the other yeah uh, thing oh, that we talk about. Same for we me. We have to decide that sometimes, <laughs> right? And it's yeah. it's tough with comedy too because it's comedy like... is, is a difficult. If I had a regular life, I think that was you know, it's just yeah. we like we really enjoy our life how it is, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. traveling and stuff, and it's very we really live like teenagers you know in a way i mean or just like we really have very little responsibility mm-hmm. and and um, it's like you know people there are comedians who who do it uh i guess not too many dual comedian couples maybe that, no but there are. there are a couple i think but yeah but usually it's just that people who have found success i guess and yeah. are, have yeah. some kind of stability in their career which um we really don't <laughs> You are on the very verge of it. Well, hopefully we'll get something, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it just feels like not, you know, the right time. But then, I don't know, I mean, it's also the idea of, like, what if you don't have kids because you're waiting for your career to take off and then you never, you don't have the career in the end or the kids. Yeah. 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 Like We have such a defined time period of when we can, at least naturally, you know. Yeah. I have some frozen ones. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Frozen embryos. Yeah, my my wife is but. four years older than me, and she she does want to get pregnant. It was something that we had to have a a very serious talk. If you are going to get married, that's something to um, be on the same page. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I needed her to be okay because I I had actually. I'd always wanted kids. I I wanted like four kids at least. I used to be Whoa. like I, because my mom had um, was in a family of, of six children. And uh, having all those aunts and uncles growing up, I, I love that. And I love having the, the big family. And, um, but, but then when I got married and we moved to, to New York and I was, with some, I was in a, a marriage that wasn't going so well, I talked myself out of having kids because I was like, oh, if, if oh, me yeah. and this person have kids together, we're going to get a divorce. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there, there's like no way I don't think that we can have kids. And then with the comedy stuff. Yeah. So I talked myself out of having kids and spent a long time convincing myself that, that I could be happy without having kids. And now I'm with someone who I'm like, oh, we would – rock as yeah. moms we would be yeah. and would we're such moms. Yeah. we're an awesome team uh we we have our our own strengths we balance each other out really well and uh, i think we would be great moms but i've also i'm also so happy in life right now i'm so happy with everything going on i'm like why introduce that variable right and yeah. then i see you know and then you go on the subway and there's like kids screaming and you're like oh, no nope. uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well, on on that uh, un- uncertain question that hangs over us every day and, and weighs on our conscience, um, 
We need to uh, wrap up. We usually end the show with kind of a, a random question. Just because you're Canadian, uh, Ooh, our yes. question today is, what's the gayest thing about Canada? <laughs> <laughs> what's the gayest thing about Canada? Oh, my God. There's, my answer I, is Canada, the beavers. The beavers? <laughs> That was my school mascot. Yeah, and I went to I went lucky. to an all girl, I went to an all girls school. Yeah. This, lucky, is, the, lucky, this lucky. is the gayest thing an about Canada. All girls Canadian school. All girls Canadian school with a uniform. We had the beaver was part of our crest. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, and then there was a Latin uh, motto underneath it. Eat the beaver. <laughs> underneath the beaver, and Eat it's beaver. Uh, no, it, <laughs> yeah. How would you say that in Latin? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it it died. But what I do know the the motto was not for yourselves, but for others. Mm. What? And Amazing. then interesting. Our, our yearbook was called the the Beaver Log. We had <laughs> our cheer was hip hip hooray beaver ray. Um, and the school was founded by by two for sure lesbians, uh, Miss <laughs> Edgar and Miss Cramp. Oh and my God, Miss Edgar and Miss Cramp for Ms. sure. Miss Edgar and Miss Cramp school. That I is amazing. That. Yeah, Maud Edgar and Mary Cramp may they rest in peace. Um, they lived a hundred years ago, and they founded this all girls school. I had a, a lesbian friend who went to an all girls school, and they were the Bambies. Which I thought was also the Bambies. That's so cute. I didn't know you could have Disney characters. I didn't know you could either. But yeah, so beside beavers, what's another just very gay thing about Canada? I mean, I feel like, I don't know. Just just, in my mind, all I'm thinking is uh, Justin Trudeau. And he's he's just a, a sex... Symbol, I guess, for I love gays Justin Trudeau. Um, he transcends gender, yeah, sexuality. Yeah, he does. He's, <laughs> he's such just, a babe. I just think of him as yeah, because he, you know, he was right there attending the the pride parade, mm-hmm. marching in them. I'm not sure if he was the first prime minister to do that. I think he might, he, was. he might have been, and he yeah. wore like a pink shirt, and he just had it open, and he, with white jeans, and I don't know. That's like <laughs> the, that's just like the gay image I he have is, is him, yeah. him yeah. like at a gay pride parade, being yeah. the first one to represent like that. Yeah, Sarah, what do you think? I mean, I know. I just ima- well, I've never been there, but I imagine it's like cold enough to wear the flannels. I mean, you can just wear flannel mm-hmm. like all year round there. I feel like the wardrobe. Yes. I feel like the general aesthetic of Canada lends itself well to like the gay girl wardrobe. To lesbians, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's so. That's what I imagine. I mean, maple syrup because uh, also <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like it's something that uh, maybe this isn't true of the general population, but and maybe it was just my friends, but I think people, a, a friend of mine who had a boyfriend. Um, like he dipped his penis in it, and I feel like I've known like girls that have really? used it in oral sex. And really? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I in terms know. of a thing to to, dri- thing to drizzle, to drizzle. That's a, <laughs> that is a, yeah. It it takes hmm. a, a lot of licks to uh, r- remove. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it probably works well with the animals too that yeah. you're trying to have oral sex with, <laughs> which is fine Listen, legally. No judgment. No judgment from the Supreme oh, Court on that. Yeah. Uh, Jess, is there anything you wanna you wanna plug your podcast, upcoming shows? This episode um, will come out Monday night. I guess I would plug. Uh, yeah, check out Solomon and Smith. It's a, a podcast I have with Deanne Smith based on our live show, also called Solomon and Smith. And it, if you're listening in Toronto, that uh, is a we have Canadian com- listeners. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. at Comedy Bar in Toronto, Solomon and Smith come out to one of the shows. It's the first Tuesday of every month at eight o'clock. And um, otherwise, just yeah, add me on Twitter at Jess underscore Solomon S A L O M O N. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us. Goods. Thank you for having me. This was great. Yeah. We had so much fun diking out with you. And uh, everybody listening, 
thank you for uh, following us on Twitter. Uh, remember, we're diking out everywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. So just keep following us and uh, remember the, the curse. So tell five friends um, <laughs> about this. And we hope you dike out with us next week. Thank you. Yay, bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.